coming up this week, Disneyland has some good news for Anaheim 6th graders. Disneyland has some bad news for sales and marketing cast members. And Disneyland has some good news for fans of the upcoming Star Wars experience. Plus, later, Michael celebrates Disneyland's 61st. That's hard to say. Along with special just... Oh, That's my goodness. That's hard to special, say, too. That it's is hard to, be hard to say. Apparently, right? Let me start it again. Michael celebrates Disneyland's 61st, along with special guest Jim Corcus. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz on Fire. Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 593, for the week of July 17th, 2016. The Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Who is asleep? Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Is that a Pokemon in your pocket, or are you it just might... happy to see me? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Catch them all. And Tony Spatel. Hello. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a crazy week. Oh, Already. my gosh. No, I was trying to decline FaceTime on my phone while we're recording because my daughters are, like, Well, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. No, my daughters are, like, hogging up the FaceTime around this house. Wait, hold on. I got a peck of mine. They're not allowed to be on the internet when okay, we're good. recording. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, all right, so how was everyone doing? Great. Good, well, good. Hello, hello to our friends <laughs> listening. Yes, we are punchy already. Hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen live to us, head to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R, drop the E. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> and you probably won't <laughs> <And> find <laughs> us. Uh, probably not. Because <laughs> it just sounded funny. Um, every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, we are streaming live, no matter where we are. Right, Tony? Uh, yes. Well, no, because you know, what I was doing was, because you said I couldn't be on the internet, I was getting, turning all my devices yeah, off, right. being a good soldier. Nice, well, I nice, thought nice. Nancy's I was... daughters were on with you. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, yeah, we'll just keep going. Um, in fact, I will be uh, in... Orlando next Sunday, so but we'll still be doing the new show. I'm I'm that dedicated. Um, and don't forget the rest of our, of course, Disunplugged family of podcasts, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show on Mondays. This month they are talking about the Alani Resort in Hawaii. Uh, the Orlando show live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And the Universal Show, uh, live every Tuesday, every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And of course, Diz Pop, uh, a couple episodes that every week, one video, one audio only, some cool, um, movie reviews and fun things like that. And of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific is the Daily Fix, your quick look at the day's Disney news. And we have, we still have a couple more weeks of connecting with Walt Michael. We do. And this Friday, um, Craig and I are beginning a new series, Continuing Walt's Legacy, where it's going to be a series that talks about um, people who are have dedicated their lives or their careers to continuing the legacy of Walt Disney to the generations that, you know, didn't grow up seeing Walt on television every week. And so mm-hmm. our first guest in this series will be uh, Jeffrey Epstein, director. Oh, nice. Yeah, director of corporate communications. Uh, for the Walt Disney Company. He also oversees D23 in the Walt Disney mm-hmm. Archives Communications. So he's going to talk to us about the mission of D23 in continuing Walt's legacy. Excellent. And and plug the ticket sales while he's at it. Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and I, like I said, I'll be in Orlando. Michael's going to be in Orlando. The Mega Meet is coming soon. If you are in Orlando for the Mega Meet, or even if you aren't, watch Facebook, watch Twitter. I'm sure Michael and I will post things where we're at. Come say hello. Yes, please. definitely. We'll be, Carol and I will be out and about. Out and about. Out and about. Um, <laughs> yes, out and about. 
Um, and just one last reminder, there is still time to enter the Celebrating Disneyland contest if you haven't entered yet. Except for you, because barely. Um, <laughs> the deadline, I wrote it down and it didn't transfer. Uh, deadline, I think, is July 23rd. Yes. July 23rd at 6 a.m. Pacific is the deadline to enter, or actually 9 a.m. Eastern, whatever it is. Uh, so, but there is still time to enter if you haven't entered yet, um, to win one of two Disneyland vacations. Time's kind of running out, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I just said. Time is running out. Time is always running out. Time is always running out. At least it's not running to the bathroom. All right. And, of course, we're celebrating this weekend the 61st Diamond Plus One, I guess, anniversary of Disneyland. <laughs> Were there any reports from the parks? Did they do any, they do, did they do another flash mob or? I, I saw. I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Well, no, Sorry. I saw a video where they, they sang Happy Birthday. Okay. And so they did, they the had, normal, they did the some music. They sang, uh, you know, the song, the kiss goodnight. One of the songs that they do after the um, fireworks mm-hmm. right. and all that. So, and they let doves go. And they had a new sign. <laughs> yeah, it was so the it was American. Salute, so it was, it was a salute, Disney salute. American band. It was the All American band that was there with oh, the, the coll- dance. The college band. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Instead of the, they also did the flag retreat yesterday. Instead of the Disneyland, the Main Street band. But they were good. Cool. And they did the ceremony from the Main Street Railroad Station. Okay. Oh, they, they have right. a new I sign have a couple more the, things for the yeah, for sorry. the 61st anniversary. I don't know if you saw, but at least two or three of our Facebook fans. Do they, do they mark? Do they mark over the 61st? No, the let me see. Um, there were at least two or three people in the park today that got their picture taken with it, including, of course, Luella, because mm-hmm. she always is there for everything. Well, I mean, anytime they have something special, they have one of those. Yeah, signs it's one of those round it. signs. Yeah. So that's like a new thing. So go hunt yeah, down the okay. sign. Yeah. Well, it could have been just uh, for today. Too. I'd have to. I'm flipping through trying to find it. Okay. Um, I have a couple more things, but anybody else have housekeeping? I'll wait for you. I'll we'll see how you are. She's okay. waiting to see how many she can <clears throat> squeeze in. What's <laughs> left over? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, oh, so I finally went on Soren. Yeah. And what did twice, you twice, twice. Oh, I don't care about that. So, who went on Soren before? Nancy's gone on it. Mary mm-hmm. Jo's gone on it. Mm-hmm. I've um, been on it in Orlando. Okay, that that doesn't count. Um, oh wow! They made no, 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 no. For what I'm talking about, that doesn't count. So they made a change in the queue that neither one of you mentioned or noticed. Which one? And, You're right. And, and, and Mary Jo, I already talked to Mary Jo about this, but. If you go into the queue, the first the first time your first doors you go through, if you look up, there's now a skylight in the ceiling. Hasn't there always been one? Has there? With moving With clouds? Moving clouds. Yeah, that's always been. Really? Uh huh. Really? They, yes. Because I think they, Tom, didn't they tell you that they? They told started, me it was new. It, no. Okay. With moving clouds? Really? Yes. I How never have, noticed it either. And originally long, they were going to have it so that, you know, you would see planes flying over and all that. And then they, of course, that got cut from the budget. But yeah, they always had that up there. Wow. So for nuts. for 15 years I haven't noticed mm-hmm. that? Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Never mind. Well, Mary Jo hasn't either, so. <laughs> I did yesterday. I went in there specifically to watch it and I... Also, I noted um, you probably you guys probably already know this, but single rider line is not available yeah, right now was, with the yeah. new show. Just the just the fast passes. So I went up there. I asked for single rider line, and she told me that I couldn't because it's not being offered with the new the right. new movie. And I said, "Well, I actually don't want." Can to I see the old ride. movie then? See that skylight. <laughs> so she goes, "I trust you. Go on in." I was gonna leave my phone with her. Yeah. She goes, "No, go on in." So I went in. I videoed. The, uh, I recorded the video. I recorded the skylight, and I showed it. She had no idea it was there either. That is so weird. That so we're just very. Um, we just don't notice things, Michael. I can't believe. I mean, I I believe it, but I'm. I would love to tell you I talked about it in a segment. 
<laughs> you large. I'm sure you stinker. I have something for housekeeping because <laughs> okay, I, I wanted to bring it up, and then I see that it's already a topic on on in the Chatterati. Did you all read um, Ryan's rumors article that's on the Diz? I reposted it or shared it or whatever you 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 youngsters call it and um, i i was familiar with all the rumors but one and that we all knew that there that there was going to be a, a frozen attraction built at disneyland but i assumed it was in the expansion area that was being cleared as part of star wars expansion mm-hmm. but according right. to ryan it's um taking over part of toontown wasn't, That's an awesome rumor that Ryan shared. Wasn't that though the original? Sorry to to doubt you, Ryan, because um, he's in the chat room. I know. Wasn't that part of the original rumor when when Star Wars gonna, was going to take over? Um, when they were going to take the Fantasyland Theater and part of and Toontown, that was that was part of the original rumor. Then was it? Okay. I thought. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know, and it, but that they were going to keep. Uh, the Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit attraction, which I thought, well, how are they going to theme that? Roger right. Rabbit goes through the Alps? I don't know. But um, anyway, so I just thought that would be disturbing. Yeah. Because the last yeah. I heard, they were, Toontown was safe. But safe, right. nothing, you know how that goes. And and my comment was, how are they going to pay for that? They've got a new hotel they're building and Star Wars land they're building and a parking structure they're building and... When's the next? Yeah. When's the next ticket increase due, Tom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> June of yeah. No, no, no. Isn't it September of this year? I'm kidding. Stop it. Um, speaking of new hotels, the uh, Anaheim City Council were following up on on Tony's news story from last week. Uh, the Anaheim City Council approved the incentive incentives for the Disneyland, the new Disney hotel. Uh, plus the two um, where the Anaheim Plaza is and where the Annabella is. Um, and a vote of three to one with Mayor Tom Tate ditching the rest of the meeting because he had a flight to Washington. So he didn't even vote on the matter. Hmm. So I kind of lose more respect for him. Uh, so it's three to one and the, the incentives are approved. Now I had questioned last time about the two at the Garden Walk or the one at the Garden Walk. Um, if if I had let Tony finish the article, uh, at the bottom of it, it said that those two have already gotten received some kind of incentives from a previous program, so they are they are getting incentives as well. So they're all getting some kind of kickback. Wow, that was hmm. quieted down the room. That was a. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so, so 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 Star Wars I'm, I'm Land. Still mourning the Annabella. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and that surprises me because that that one is really popular. So why they would choose that one too? Because oh, I think it's those. location to the convention center. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Disneyland Resort released another sketch of Star Wars Land. Thoughts, Michael? It didn't. It- doesn't it look surprisingly like the one they released at D23? Does um, it? Okay. Um, I don't know. It looks cool. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I went and saw it in person and I got to look up close to it and I'm like, oh, that's where the train is. Um, well, I'm trying to figure out Rivers of America. And I mean, that's Rivers of yeah. America, right? That it's sitting yeah. on? Yeah. That, that's going to be interesting to have a, a 19th century riverboat. I know. I thought they were going to block it a lot more. Yeah, like with the fall. With the yeah, there there may be trees blocking. That's what the whole falls were for was Mm -hmm. to block it. Well, there could. Yeah, there could be some because the way the the train in that picture, the train is significantly lower in elevation from Star Wars Land, so it it could be that there's like a berm or something. The train's going in front of, and Star Wars Land is behind it. That must be it. Because is, is that the area where the train's running on a trestle? Yes. All the long rivers of America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think behind yeah. that, yeah, there's yeah. supposed to be waterfalls and forests and yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, people are com- keep, keep commenting about the uh, keel boat that's in the picture. But 
as if, as if as if Disney would bring back the keel boots. No, that's that's the one that was already on the river. They probably just moved yeah, it over there. Put some animatronic um, people, some animatronic bike things. Yeah, maybe. All right. Um, one other comment I had: um, the the new Frozen pre-show, or yeah, the pre-show where you get to go and take pictures, cool off, cool off, and then you get your seats. I'm thinking that sucker is not selling because not only has the Parks blog promoted it this week, my targeted advertising on Facebook it is all over the place. Is anybody else seeing that? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Weird. It's just me because I, I guess. Do you I look at your searching. Facebook on your computer or do you look at it on. Or are you talking yeah, about I'm, the targeted yeah, on your phone? Not on my computer. Oh, okay. Because the, the phone runs the targeted ads differently. Okay. Uh, maybe I just. The phone does the targeted keep, ads based on what you're clicking on. I keep listening to show tunes or something. I don't know. It just it's just weird that it's that it's that much that it's out there that much. Yeah, no, on my Facebook it's the Pinocchio exhibit at the Walt Disney Family Museum. <laughs> it's, it's like a permanent ad. Right, on right. On my page. Uh, okay, anybody else that, Mary Jo, you had something you were waiting on. I do. Um actually a couple. I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Luella's son Derek. Mm-hmm. I went to the park yesterday. Um, to get out of the house and actually to go catch Pokemon. That was why I went. <laughs> and so I get off the, I'm, I go down from the structure and then I see this lady and I go, Oh my gosh, she must be doing Pokemon. And it was Luella. So we ran into each other and he just gave us so many hints and I leveled up about four. Um, if, if that means anything to yes, you. Yes, it does. Cause we started <laughs> so, playing over the weekend too. Yeah. So. Anyway, it was it was a lot of fun walking around, um, being polite, and that's when I went try to get on soaring just to look at that skylight that you talked about, Tom. Is there a Pokemon and, in this skylight? There's Pokemon all over. Well, once inside, I didn't try to do it, but there's Pokemon all over Disneyland. There's what they call Pokestops and um, gyms where you can challenge and stuff yeah. all over downtown Disney. I took so many pictures of. Groups of people sitting on the ground and sitting on the benches, um, catching Pokemon. Cause what they do is at the Pokestops, they put out what's called a lure. Mm-hmm. It makes it all pink. And the lure just brings in all these Pokemons in. So there were just all these people just hanging out at downtown Disney. It was the funniest thing. All looking at their phones and catching Pokemon. At least we walked around a bit. But anyway, it was just thank you to Derek because he explained a lot and he helped us. Um, he was very patient. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> in explaining it. So, and then I saw the flag retreat ceremony. Yesterday was absolutely gorgeous at Disneyland. It was like in the mid 80s. It was busy, but not overly crowded, I would say. And just beautiful. So, uh, right now is, I think, a very good time to go to Disneyland. When when was I there? Tuesday? Yeah. It was, I, it, I for summer, I expected it to be way busier. And the weather's perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, it's not over. It's in, like I said, mid eighties, maybe high eighties, but it's cool in the mornings. It's California. It cools down in the evenings and it's just very comfortable right now. Mm. It's just very, very pretty. So I, I had fun. And then I had been hearing rumors that there's no Pixar play parade and the Pixar play parade with that and the green men, the green army men were both out there at California adventure. Cause yeah. I had to go to the paradise gardens, Tom, and have some, uh, nice. a hero. Nice. So. So that was is it, good. So is it, it as good as we remembered? Yeah, it was absolutely, it was so delicious. You know, their fruit is so good and, and they had bell peppers and other veggies in there and the meat was very tender. It was just very flavorful. So I, I just really enjoyed my day at Disneyland yesterday. I was there for most of the day. Very cool. And then today, I, if I can talk oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So I took advantage of, um, you know, Bob Gurr. You took advantage of Bob Gurr? Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> An- uh, another notch on your so belt friendly. there, huh? <laughs> Boys, now. <laughs> so, so Bob Gurr has this new tour out, and today was the um, inaugural uh, tour that he does, and it's um, the it's called the Disney's History Trail Bus Tour, and they 
it's by it's put on by the guy who does the ghost town the ghost stop tours throughout Los Angeles. His name is Ernie. And so he got together with Bob Gurr. They decided to put this tour on. And this is Bob Gurr's point of view of a lot of the Disney um the Disney influences in his early his early actions since he came in 1923 um and so that so you go with went through Glendale and we went through Burbank Griffith Park and I really enjoyed the tour so before I give you a brief I'm not going to give any spoilers away um because I want people to be surprised and enjoy it as much as I did I'll say first off that it was more than what I expected I truly enjoyed it Bob Gurr is a a living treasure, like I was telling you guys a little bit earlier. He's a living treasure, and, and to hear him tell us his own personal experiences, because he grew up in that area. So he's telling us about his own boyhood experiences there growing up when Walt Disney was, you know, starting his movies and stuff like that. Um, I, the, what I will say is get there early. We were supposed to be there by 9.30. Uh, Brent, my friend Brendan and I got there a little after 9. There were already some people there. To board the bus, it's first come. So whoever got there first are the ones who board the bus first. It was very organized. And um, sit on the right-hand side of the bus. You'll see more there. So we some of the things that we visited, um, we went to, if you've heard of where Walt Disney and Roy Disney bought their houses next to each other. So we went to their first homes that they had built right next to each other. Walt Disney's is the one with this little stained glass in his window. It's just a little like a stained glass diamond. That's pretty cool. And you can see where they went. We went to, it's called, I believe it's John Marshall High School, which is a high school that they have um, used in many, many, um, yep. many movies. Uh, and his girls went there. And so we're driving around going to there. And then we went to the first excuse me, the Glendale Studios, they're no longer there. There's a Gelson's there. Mm -hmm. But when they expanded the studios, there are some bungalows. And these are these are the buildings where they first did Snow White and some of the other um, animated features that have been, that has made up so much of our childhood memories, you know, these Disney animated features. So we went by there. And I will tell you that the location where, um, the first Disney Studios is a Pokestop. So you can, you can, so it's, you can, you can multitask when you're there and it's point of historical interest. So was, was uh, Bob Gurr playing Walt Disney's original animation studio in LA? Um, the address is 20, is 271, 2719 Hyperion Avenue, uh, from 1926 to 1940. So it's a historical landmark there. And like I said, he takes us on to more than that. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Tom? Did, was Bob Gurr playing Pokemon Go? No. <laughs> he was too busy talking to all of us. Oh, okay. That's, he's one busy man. He did the mouse, um, the mouse meetup in the Northwest. He did Disneyana yesterday and he talked this entire, this entire wow. tour. And, um, so at least he, I should have shown him. I'm sure he would have played, started playing it because the guy's so sharp. But, um, so, so he was telling us, you know, his own life story as it paralleled what Walt Disney was doing. And we'd go to these places. And so he, we're going through the neighborhood and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this, there's a lot of religious statues here. And it must be, you know, a lot of religious families here until I realized that we were kind of like circling the same place, but in different streets. So all these statues I saw was basically the same building. And I just thought that we were looking at different statues for all these different different things but because of the layout of the building and because they want to take you on this air-conditioned bus we kind of wind our way like a maze through the neighborhood to go to the to the Walton Roy Disney houses and we did walk to them from the high school back to the high school and then to the studios and the bungalows and then um, he showed he did discuss that and then from there we went to the carousel and he can go in the carousel anytime he wants, but we got there and we had um, probably a half an hour at the carousel. So uh, Brenda, Leslie and I ran and we got tickets to ride the carousel, which goes a lot faster than what anybody oh, yeah. um, might think. And um, after that, then we went, they do have um, like the bench and a bench 
and some pictures of Walt Disney. So the owner of the carousel, he set those up so we could take pictures and everything. And then we stood in the spot. Bob Gurr showed us where Walt Disney actually sat on the bench on what side of the carousel um, that he sat when he got that inspiration for Disneyland. So that was really cool to see that and to hear him talk about it. And he knows the carousel owners personally. It was just a very cool experience to be there and to be in a, such an inspirational spot. So we, we went there. We went back down. And I believe those of you who've been on the ABD tours have seen these buildings. But we also went to, it's called the Maple Building. We went to the central building where they come up with, <clears throat> excuse me, all the ideas for the theme parks. It's where they, he, Bob Gurr told us that inside this one building, they, they built the people mover and they tested it inside this building and they built other vehicles and they tested it inside the building. And he was there, he had an office there and he was telling us about it. And it was so exciting to hear his point of view about that building. And then the other buildings, they're these nondescript buildings, but you probably yeah. know this, Michael. How can you tell a Disney building? How can I tell a Disney building? Uh -huh. When you're in that area, I'm not allowed to answer these that. <laughs> buildings. I don't know. Say, do you know Nancy? Well, yeah, pretty much. They all have each one of them. the The building number looks like a yeah is, okay. is all looks like the little cast cast member badge shape and they're in the oval yeah um, oh now, okay now if you're driving around burbank however you can always tell a, a disney building because they're the same um color combination scheme like as that greenish tan the color. studios yeah yeah so you're driving you're driving down these the this these um streets and except for the fact that the building numbers are in that cast member badge oval you would never know and bob Gurr was telling us this is all top secret stuff that's yep. happening that you know their avatar is being built there this is headquarters yep. and so all of all of the um attractions for around the world are coming you know starting from this location so hearing him tell us about that was really exciting and then over in the area there's also this old flight building um, it was Build the airport. first, yeah, it's an old, thank you, Nancy. It's an old airport. It was the TWA headquarters and it's, I don't know if currently, but it was the D23 headquarters also. So Bob Gurr said that he had an office there. I'm not going to tell you anymore, but it was pretty interesting what he had to say about that building. They do give tours. You just call them up and you can get a tour of that building. So Leslie and I are already planning on going back. I'll let you guys know if you want to join me, join us when we go on a tour of that building. But they have a little museum in there, and it was a um, very um, instrumental part of the Disney history as far as putting, as far as designing Disneyland and what they did there. And there's more of those type buildings, so we we saw that, and then um, you know we went past the the current Disney Studios. We were able to get out. We could only barely step inside that. The guard was watching us like a hawk. And so, of course, we didn't want to ruin the chances of Bob taking future tours there. So we respected that we weren't allowed to walk in. But we went to where they you could see the seven dwarves holding up the main the main the animation pediment. building. Yeah. And, and he was telling us that that's the headquarters for animation. And he told us some more um, details and stories about the animation um studios that we went by and then we went to Walt's Barn. Now Walt's Barn is open the third Sunday of the month, so lo and behold that's that's when he does his tours which coincides really nicely with that. Yep. Um I don't think we had enough time in Walt's Barn. We were halfway through and I was like, "Oh shoot, I have to get out." I didn't realize all the stuff they had in there. They have stuff about Ollie Johnson, they mm -hmm. have Johnston, they have stuff about Ward Kimball. Mm -hmm. And you guys probably already know this, but Okay, you guys know that there's a Ward Kimball locomotive at Disneyland, right? Right. Yep. Do you know what the homage is to Ward Kimball on that locomotive? So cool. Okay, so Ward Kimball was involved with Pinocchio, right? Mm -hmm. He drew Jiminy Cricket. Right. On the locomotive, the Ward Kimball locomotive, there's a silhouette of Jiminy Cricket in the head on the headlights. Mm -hmm. The headlamp. I didn't yeah. know that. So you didn't speak up. <laughs> I wasn't going to ruin it. 
Oh, well, I, I mean, this is something I think it's cool for not everybody who, who are able to take this tour. But the the Waltz Barn is just amazing with all the details that they have in there. They even have a map that shows you how his railroad was uh, laid out in his backyard. And there's just, and I only saw half of the stuff in there. So it was really cool. And then I was telling the team earlier that we had an added bonus that Randy Thornton was there and he was autographing albums. Michael knows this way better than I do, but he's, um, he's, um, well known for restoring, um, Disney park music. So a lot of the Disney or some of, I'll say some, cause I don't know the details, but some of the Disney park music we wouldn't have today if it wasn't for this man. So the fact that he was there at the Walt, um, at Walt's barn autographing these actual albums. So I have to buy a record player so I can play the album that I bought. Um, was was pretty darn cool. So which album did you get? I know he was on his Facebook page. He was showing um, the one that Walt did a day at Disneyland. Where Walt narr- it, Walt does some it. narration and there's music that sort of yeah, epitomizes called, each land. I think that's it's a day at Disneyland with Walt Disney and Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun one. And so he autographed the And then it, the front of it has a picture. It's a like a cartoon drawing of Walt Disney with a locomotive. Yeah. So yeah, and it goes through all the lands. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. I think that the album is, is amazing. And then he, like I said, he was autographing them for anybody who wanted to get it. So you know, those are some of the things that we saw today. I, I, I would say I highly recommend this tour if you have the opportunity to go on it. He's got two more this summer. I don't know if the August 21st is already sold out. Um, it's but half he has sold one. out, it's, at least a couple hours ago. Out? Yeah, we had checked. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it coincides when Walt's Barn is open. Now, what we decided to do, um, Leslie and Brenda and I, we made reservations for Tamashanter afterwards. So, oh, the tour includes lunch also. So we had chicken Caesar wraps, but they also have turkey sandwiches and they have other sandwiches that you can order. They do have bottled water, but I recommend bringing more water and to stay hydrated. Um, and we had time before Tamashander, so we decided to drive up to Forest Lawn and to go um, give our respects to uh, at Walt Disney's grave. So we went up there. The Forest Lawn is just amazingly beautiful place. Yeah. The architecture the art um yeah and nancy's the one who has a is i recommend going looking up her blog where she talks about it so you can see the pictures and and directions that's what guided me the very first time that i went there so brenda and, and leslie were just i maybe not humbled is probably not the right word or odd touched just, it, it's just touched thank you nancy it, it's just a really beautiful place so we went there and then we ended our day at tamashaner and we were able to eat at walt's table it was just a for disney fans it was just such a fantastic day and then you get to and, be on a, a podcast too what a wonderful and then you get to be on a podcast too. what a wonderful and then day. i get to be on a podcast and talk about it yeah. right and, <laughs> and hopefully um so so good luck to i know some of our friends have already booked the tour and i i know you're gonna have a really good time when you go, just sit on the right-hand side of the bus, get there early so you can board the bus early and sit on the right-hand side and take cash with you because they do have souvenirs um, at the Waltz Barn that you might want to get. And when we went, Bogger had his seed, his DVD, if we wanted to get it, of his um, the documentary about Bogger, and that was $10. And he autographed mine and he said, best friends forever. It was all on his own, I'm pretty sure. It was just an inspired autograph, so I'm very happy. Yes. (laughs) So thank you for letting me share. That was the least he could do after you had your time with him. (laughs) That's right. And there were two Pokestops on this tour, so it was pretty cool. Wow. Well, all that and Pokestops, too. (laughs) It was, It's like I said, it was just a fantastic, (laughs) very fulfilling day. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Any other housekeeping? I had one, but after that, I don't remember it. <laughs> okay, cool. We're good, exhausted. Good. Sorry. Right. Michael, you got anything? No. Okay, cool. All right. It's time for the news, Tony. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. I decided my yeah. my mute. 
Um, okay. So, let's go with the sad news first. Okay. Disneyland has cut their sales staff. An undisclosed number of Disneyland employees were let go this week as a part of a reorganization. All were employees in the global sales and marketing departments at the Disneyland Resort. Susie Brown, Tom, mm-hmm. I don't know how good friend she is. I'm not happy with her. Yeah, no, yeah. She yeah. survived. We continue to refine <laughs> our global... Uh, I never even thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess she's in marketing, huh? We continue to defi- refine our global marketing and sales team structure as we look for more ways to exceed our consumers' expectations. That's why she survived. Mm-hmm. That sentence. <laughs> We continue to refine our global marketing and sales team structure, okay, as we look for more ways to exceed our consumers' expectations. So she's, they're going to exceed. So they're exceeding our expectations by getting rid of more. She, she's auditioning for politics. What the heck? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Brown did not disclose how many were let go. The sales and marketing team is responsible for promoting Disney's parks and resorts worldwide. Worldwide, Disneyland Resort employees. Does anybody know how much they? How many they employ? I'm actually surprised that. Yeah, yeah you're surprised at that number too. Did anybody know? Anybody have a guess? You go for it, Tony. No, I'm not going to. You have to guess. It's in the article. He knows already. <laughs> yes, I'm, that's why I'm not guessing. I'm trying to ask you guys. How many? Well, how wow. Disney What's with? Okay, obviously we've learned, Tom. Today's show, nobody wants to respond to anything. Because you did your thing and nobody said anything. Uh-huh. And then I threw up my thing. Or maybe it's just it's us. It's just you. 29,000. Yeah, 29, yeah. Wow. And the beauty of that was that's how I was able to get my article back. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud, was I? My next article's now ready to go. Do you like how I did that? <laughs> well, it didn't work because nobody said anything. Well, thanks. Thanks for ruining my whole thing. Okay, so. It's just that you transitioned so well, Tony. We didn't even notice. Oh, nice. Thank you. For a deck, okay, our next story. Well, okay, hold on. What is the amount of employees they have to let go for them to have to file something with the county? Oh, you're not asking me. You know what I'm, I'm not. It, I'm not Edward R. Murrow. No, I didn't do but, research but, on this. I mean, there. Remember when they let go employees at House of Blues? Wasn't House of Blues? Yes. And they had to file something. So we know it's not that many people because there was no filing. <coughs> so it can't be. Hundreds. Yeah. Dean in the chat room is guessing 30 or 50. So, yeah. Still sad for them, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if that helps, ticket prices not go... <laughs> it won't. And as someone who's currently dealing with, um, like, the financials of living in California, seeing what other states offer, getting job offers and stuff, part of me wonders if why does their global marketing have to be housed in Disneyland Resort? Because I can tell you, as someone who's in Texas right now, I I know, and I've mentioned this before, every corporate headquarters I've ever I've ever seen is here, and I'm just thinking um, that LA, California's so expensive. Why couldn't they house them in Orlando? At some point, they had a. It wasn't even at the Disneyland Resort. They have a building downtown Anaheim. Okay. With with like, yeah. like um, teams that support travel agents, that kind of yeah. sales okay. and marketing. I mean, they've, That's so interesting. they yeah. actually had a huge, well, good. Michael, am I wrong? I don't know if you know about enough about the business end on this one, but yeah, they used to actually have parks and resorts headquartered in Orlando for a long time. Yes, and then it was. they brought yeah. it back to Anaheim. So. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Closer to home, closer yeah. to corporate. In happier news, mm-hmm. for a decade, Disney will give every sixth grader in Anaheim a Disneyland ticket for community service. For the next 10 years, every sixth grader at an Anaheim public or private school could receive a free ticket to Disneyland for doing something to benefit their community, Disney announced. Sixth grade is a great year to help inspire students to give back to their community through service, said Jill Bolton, Director of Corporate Citizenship at Disneyland. That's a, I want that job, director of corporate citizenship. Well, that that was her last press release because then she was let go. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Great mind, um, and Saturn, the happiest. <laughs> so it's not funny. It's not, but it is the happiest class on earth program. Great name. That's why she didn't get fired. That's a great name. The happiest class on earth program 
is the company's way of ending Disneyland's 60th anniversary and kicking off the park's 61st anniversary, she said. Students can work individually or as a class with their teacher on a specific project, such as volunteering at a senior center, organizing group activities with students who have disabilities, or planning a school-wide cleanup day. Once the service project is completed, the teacher contacts Disney to arrange the free tickets for each student. The price of a Disneyland ticket ranges from $95 to $119, depending on the day of the visit. The tickets will be good for a year and valid on most days. Disney most estimates. Days. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Disney estimates there are about 5,000 sixth grade students attending Anaheim schools, schools outside the city, but with a minimum of 50% of their students living in Anaheim are also eligible. Students at Horace Mann Elementary, where the program was announced, were astonished. The school has about 126 graders. I think this will help the students get involved in their community, said Itzel Carbajal 11. They know they have to work to get something. Nathaniel Guerrero, 10, has helped raise money for the Children's Hospital of Orange County by organizing a used book drive. He waters the school's plants, and he volunteers at a local senior center. We need to work together, he said, to make the world a better place. I'm going to interject because I was a sixth grade teacher in Anaheim, and sixth grade teachers, the majority of, because the way Anaheim works is sixth grade feeds into a junior high, which is Anaheim City School District. There's two school districts in Anaheim. Anyways, um, most of those sixth graders go to Disneyland or Knott's as their sixth grade end of the year thing. Mm -hmm. So what I really like about that, and I did, so we got a rate and then I would charge the parents. So I, what I really, really like about this actually is that, hey, if you want to go, you tell the parents in the beginning of the year, we're going to have our sixth grade Disneyland thing. It will be free as long as we do X. So I really, really, really like this because the majority of Anaheim sixth grade students were going to Disneyland at the end of their school year anyways. And this is a way to make it free. So I actually am kind of excited Very about cool. this. So that's the news. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. All right. Time for rapid fire. I will not go first this week. Um, let's see. Michael. Well, last week, I mentioned that the D23 Expo tickets for next year it went on sale July 14th. You got your sorcerer package, right? <laughs> no, no, I did not. And I'm sure they're <laughs> sold out by now. But um, Didn't they give you one, Michael? I mean, <laughs> Don't they know who you are? I know, really, you'd think. But the funny thing right. is I was, on, I, I was working on something for Connecting with Walt. I think it was Connecting with Walt. And... and I would, I happened to be on the D23 site researching something and suddenly the site went down. I thought, oh, <laughs> what's going on? And then I looked at the date and the time and I realized what was happening. And then a little thing came up and said that their site is down for a bit. And I realized tickets went on sale, <laughs> but they got it up pretty quickly. It crashed. It did. So it is, so anyway, the expo is July 14th through the 16th, 2017 at the Anaheim Convention Center. And they are available for a discounted price from now until December 31st. Tickets are $67 for one day adult admission and $46 for children three to nine. Um, for members of D23, the official Disney fan club, they are $57 for one day adult admission and $41 for children. Uh, um, for the early bird discount, the, for a D23 member, the three day adult ticket is $164. For children, it's $114. If you are a non-member, um, the ticket at the early bird um, discount an adult is $194 and a child is $134. After December 31st, from January 1st until July 14th, 2017, the price remains the same. Remember, they used to have multiple right, they used to discounts, be, but that was anymore. when it was later in the year. Yeah, yeah, by a month or so. Um, anyway, so the D23 adult member three day ticket will be $207 and a child will be 153. A non member, um, adult will be $238 and a child will be $174. Big jump. That is, that, that is a significant savings if you buy it before December 31st. So if you know you're going to go, you know, um, buy it before the end of Christmas present. Yes. That's right. And so we will have a link to the D23 Expo site in our show notes. You can also go there for more information about the tickets. And also they have um, seven full-length panels 
you can watch from the D23 Expo 2015. And that's going away soon? That I don't know. Okay. Um, it doesn't say on okay. the, the screen I'm at. But the, I have to watch these because I think just about all of these are panels I didn't get to go to. Right. I, could, so. I thought they were only up for a few days, so grab those okay. quick. Yeah, they're still there, so okay, go for it. All right. Thank you, Michael. Major. Well, a lot of people have been waiting to hear when Disney would start with the Mickey's Halloween party. We finally got the word, and the party starts September 9th. I think that's what we thought it would be, through October 31st. And there's going to be 17 nights that they're going to be um, showing the Mickey's Halloween party. So here's some cool things that they're having. We were kind of worried about the fireworks, so they are going to have Halloween screens. And this year... For the first time, they're going to have the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow uh, from the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, for any of you who've watched it. Um, he's going to make his spooky ride through the heart of Disneyland Park each night of the party. That's very cool. Because that. that's a highlight at the, you know, at the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. It is. I When they say the heart of Disneyland, I'm wondering, because I just have the image of the them riding up Main Street and the horse tripping on the rail tracks and... That wouldn't be a pretty sight. So do you think that he's going to be going down Main Street or do you think he's going to be going through Frontierland or someplace Oh, else? he'll probably do the entire parade route. If he does what he yep. does in Florida, he'll do the entire mm-hmm. parade route. Yeah, because okay. he runs through Frontierland, Liberty Square, across the bridge and up, uh, yeah, up Main Street. He did have one okay. mishap a year or two ago because I think it, it was wet and it rained and the horse slipped. But. Can you give a little description of what happens? Because I, I have no idea what it is, and I'm sure a lot of the, our Disneyland regulars don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, at, at the Magic Kingdom, they have a full-blown Halloween parade, and it is very well done. It, it's yeah. one of the best Disney parades I've seen. And But before it starts, you know, all the lights go out, and then the Headless Horseman starts from the Frontierland side of the park and just runs the whole parade route you know carrying his pumpkin um you know his on his horse head. yeah yeah pumpkin head just he's at just a he's at a full ga- he's at a full gallop all the way down the parade mm-hmm. route yeah it it is fast it's just like in the film as if he's chasing ichabod yeah it's that's it's thrilling. really cool and then the parade launches from yeah. there so that's going to be cool, and don't forget the Halloween tree that's going to be there. But let me tell you, starting on July 21st, tickets will go on sale to the Disneyland Resort annual pass holders, Disney Rewards Visa card holders, and Disney Vacation Club members. So then the following week, on July 28th, the chi- tickets will go on sale to the general public. So for those of you who are have these, um, the APs and the Visa card and the DVC, I recommend that you get your tickets ASAP um, so that you can get the nights that you want. And then same thing goes for the general public. July 28th, the more popular nights sell out pretty quickly. Some of the not-so-popular nights don't sell out as fast, but I wouldn't wait. That's my recommendation. So the Mickey's Halloween party dates are Friday, September 23rd, Monday, September 26th, Wednesday, September 28th, Friday, September 30th, Monday, October 3rd, Wednesday, October 5th, Friday, October 7th, Monday, October 10th, October 12th, 14, 17, 19, 21, 24, 26, 29, and the 31st. So they're having these on Mondays, Wednesdays, Friday nights. Except, except and also the last some Saturday yeah, nights. The one Saturday night. Yeah, the se- October 26th, the Saturday night. If you go to the WDW Info Disneyland site, Tom wrote up an excellent um, page that has all of this information. And I'm sure he'll have a link to this too. But mm-hmm. the Diz has all of this information on there and it's spelled out very all nicely. The pr- all the pricing is there. So. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that better than the, than the blog information, but so good job, Tom. But so I'm, I'm going to go. I, I haven't gone in the past couple of years just because, you know, after the villain party that was kind of crazy, I kind of held off, but I really, I'm so happy that they're going to have the fireworks because some of us were concerned about that and the fact that they're going to be, um, having this headless ghost. 
So, but we don't know, what we don't know is what, if anything, the Headless Horseman is preceding. Right. Because last year we didn't have the cavalcade because we had Paint the Night instead. And this year there's no mention of Paint the Night, just the Horseman. So I don't know if we're getting the cavalcade back or, yeah, I don't know. Well, what I didn't mention, you know, when we, when I tell you that the party night start Friday, September 23rd, then why did I say that when I say it starts on October, on September 9th? Well, Halloween um, time. we're going to get the Haunted Mansion and Ghost Galaxy is going, is coming back for the Halloween season. Yep, that's the other surprise from the, from the article. Yeah, well, we were we weren't sure if mm-hmm. they were going to keep the hyperspace mountain right. or if we were going to get Ghost Galaxy. So they're letting us know that starting September 9th, they're going to have all that. So it sounds exciting. So so to add, so who's going to go? Just me? Nah, I will probably go. And it's so hard for us to get down there. Myself. On a I don't know anybody because the school here. Yeah, yeah that's the nice. hard part, and the traffic for you too, Nancy. It's pretty gnarly. So. Ryan was saying that the uh, Tower of Terror is not listed as one of the, um, you know, Halloweenish themed yeah, attractions. There. Yeah. Well, they don't change it for Halloween. These these are makeovers. Well, no, but they usually mention it as a as a scary attraction. Yeah. And if it's going, if it's going to be Ghost Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy, then it'll yeah. be yeah. Oh, so that. But I I don't know if that's going to go. Is it going down before Halloween? Supposedly September. Yeah. After the diamond celebration. So we may not get it at all. Because yeah. they're saying it's seasonal favorites like the Galaxy and and Haunted Mansion Holiday. And what we don't have on here is whether we're going to be getting the Haunted Tour. Um, they've, they've pretty much canceled all but a couple of tours at Disneyland. So I don't know if they're going to be having that one again. Right. The, this year at right, least. Until, year. Yeah. until everything's back up and going. The Maybe they'll have a dine at the Blue Bayou or something and get seating for, you know, that kind of that kind of thing. You we never know. Like they do with all the other stuff. Yep. All right. Um, all right okay, I'm going to go next. Okay. I know. Good, thanks. Boy, girl, boy, girl, he saves the girl. best to last. Don't you know <laughs> yes. that, Nancy? Yes, Tony. Um, <laughs> Brad. Oh, ouch. Okay, so we talked about... <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jo just mentioned uh, Hyperspace Mountain uh, Something else from Season of the Force related uh, Galactic Grill, which is the Tomorrowland Terrace in disguise Has made some slight adjustments Ooh, To their menu And and I'm, and I'm Well, I'm using adjustments in air quotes um, Gone is the chorizo burger And gone is the Chicken patty sandwich that had the fried Green beans and the wasabi mayo And stuff oh, like yeah. that what did so, they add? Oh, they took those away. And now the new First Order Specialty Burger uh-uh-um, features a seasoned Angus beef patty with grilled onions, tomato, lettuce, cheddar cheese, and a smoky bacon mayo on a premium bun. Includes fries or fruit for twelve forty nine. Oh, that sounds very thematic. Yes, it does. Yes, it's just <laughs> like the Jedi eat or the. Didn't the... we kind of say that was going to happen though? Oh yeah. All right. So, and the the new the Jedi Order chicken sandwich, the new Jedi Order chicken sandwich, the remade Jedi Order chicken sandwich, has a barbecue rubbed chicken breast. Not sure how they rub it with tomato lettuce. Gently, gently. Yes, huh. tomato lettuce, crispy onion ring. Gouda cheese and a golden barbecue sauce on a premium bun, um, and of course fries or fruit for ten ninety nine. Ooh, and it's cheaper too. That it is. How I'm so glad you are, noticed. Are they transitioning back to a standard menu? I don't know because nothing else changed. Well, all I can say is onions may you know the breath that you get off the the first order burger. It'd mm-hmm. probably be enough to put you to the dark side. But so, what's so Gouda be- for the Jedi is Gouda for you. So being the dedicated podcasters <laughs> that we are, Mary Jo and I went and checked these out. Um, there should be a I'm video sorry, going up. Extremely dedicated. Yes, podcasters? very extremely okay. dedicated. Very extremely cool. superly dedicated. Um, went and checked these out. Uh, there should be a video going up in a day or two, hopefully on the YouTube channel. Um, I think our winner was the chicken sandwich, right? Oh yes. Yeah. 
Uh, I would I would go there specific uh, to get that. Chicken oh, you lie. It was really good. The chicken sandwich <laughs> was okay. The burger was just a burger. Um, I wouldn't go there for the burger. The the bacon mayo added nothing to it. The grilled onions weren't. I I was thinking about them afterwards, Mary Jo. It's it's they didn't they weren't like caramelized or anything. They were just cooked onions. Oh yeah! If That's... you're gonna put grilled onions, they need to be caramelized, a la in and out. Well, if you're yeah, gonna call yeah. them caramelized, right. you need to. No, they didn't oh, call them. They, they called call... them grilled onions, but they they but... didn't have any flavor, much flavor to them. They were just they were just translucent onions. onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta add a, you gotta get them brown. So, and we were comparing because there's a the um, cheese three PO burger that's on the menu. Has the lettuce, has the tomato, has it like a Thalentine dressing, and it's is it ten ninety nine, ten forty nine? It's it's way cheaper than this other burger, and so you are they a dollar less expensive than the chicken? Are they trying sandwich? to get you for the bacon mayo? Yeah, the bacon mayo and the, and the and the and the bacon mayo was so subtle that I mean I think it was it was done with such finesse that Tom and I really <laughs> wow that's the I we did not have the fine palates to be able to taste the bacon been, it was bacon done mayo. with such finesse. <laughs> hey, she's the one with the blue chef daughter. <laughs> done with such I, finesse. I'm just saying, um, Tom and I were like, "Do you taste it?" Uh, no, and I think I think that when we had like just the mayo with no other. Uh, uh, no other ingredient, right, Tom? We were able to right. taste it a little. One thing I did but... like was was the the onion ring. It wasn't your normal beer battered onion ring. It was like the crispy, almost panko kind of onion ring, but, right? But that was on the. I know. I'm I'm sandwich. trying to get away from that. Well, now I know you, the uh, bacon. From now on, I just don't like bacon with that much finesse. That's going to be my new. The Disney bacon has finesse. <laughs> I know that it's a real thing, guys. I know. Don't buddy email and say Tony doesn't understand food. I know. It's a real word. He's giving us a hard No, time. and Mary Jo is really smart and uses big words like that. All two syllables. Yeah, to yes, me, the food is good or bad. So anyway, but, they they dumbed down the menu a little bit, um, but that's still... But Mary Jo's in making it smarter, though. Yes, it has finesse. <laughs> um... All right, I'm done. Uh, but but the chicken sandwich, I would definitely go if if I, because it was light and the chicken was juicy. It wasn't really yeah. dry, and with all the flavors, it just worked. And and like you said, with that onion ring in there, it was pretty tasty. And again, um, the rest of the menu is there. The um, the salad that Tony liked, and there's a I think there's a uh, I don't know is there the veggie the, the, wrap. The wrap is there. So. Did they officially call it the salad that Tony liked? I was yes, hoping. Yes. Um, I was trying and, a whole viral thing. And then the, the the one chocolate dessert is there, and then the two the two the fancy drinks are everything else is there. Yeah, so. but did we get the desserts there, Tom? No. No. Where did we go? Wow, you're in trouble, Tom. Did you hear that? I know. Where did <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did we so go, did Tom? We go? <laughs> Tell everyone. I don't remember. Jolly holiday. Oh yeah, we did. We had macarons and macaroons. Matter of macaroons and macaroons. You guys are starting to sound more like an old married couple yeah. than me and Tom. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh wait, did we have ice cream? We talked about ice cream. I can't I, remember. I feel like they we sound more know. like a mother and a child, oh. which makes sense for Tom. Hey. <laughs> well, okay, I know I didn't mean it that way. I meant Tom being the child, immature and uh, childlike, yeah. and Mary jo- like Tom. Where did we go? Hell. No, no, no! I'm that's sorry. that's grandma and grandpa. That's totally a grandma and grandpa. Thing. I think that's <laughs> Tom. Who's next? Uh, Nancy. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna take us away from the food of Disney, and in fact, I'm gonna take us away from Disneyland altogether, and I'm gonna take us over to Knott's Berry Farm, Soak City, which is there. For those of you who don't know, they have a huge water park across the street near the next to the parking lot. In fact, some of that parking lot's going away, they just announced. Because they're having a 1.8 acre expansion of the water park. Um, they're doing, um, it's their first expansion project in 10 years. And um, it's going to have a 165 foot water tower feeding four new slides. And a second water tower, um, which is 150 foot uh, with two additional slides. So 
um, there are pictures of this on the OC Registers website, and the four that are off the tallest tower look like they're going to go straight down for a little ways and then start doing really wild, interesting curves. Um, and then they're going to have some long catch ramps. Um, and then the two on the back 150 tower look like they're going to be enclosed um, tube slides. And they're going to have not quite as steep with a longer descent. Um, you know, the it, they're, not, they're obviously not drop style um, slides. They're more, you know, curving around and then a couple long descents into a catch pool. Um, so um, they're going to be um, dis demolishing a couple buildings along uh, Beach Boulevard that they re that they recently purchased from Buena Park um, and create a new 130 space parking lot to, to do that. Um, these are expected to open next May. They're also in this new expansion area going to have um, more shaded areas. And they're also going to be introducing cabanas with poolside Ooh. service. And they're going to expand their longboards grill as well. So, um, like I said, there's pictures of this on the OC Registers website. I'm sure there's probably something on Knotts's, you know, press release stuff too. Um, but it looks... It looks pretty fun. You won't catch me on those four biggest slides, but I do those tubes. And I think, you know, one of these days we need to have a cabana tour, Mary Jo. <laughs> I think we so. Need to, we need to go and do cabanas at maybe the Disneyland Hotel and maybe do cabanas at, you know, like Legoland because Lego, uh, Legoland's water park offers cabanas. And then we, then maybe you can vlog it because you, you're pretty good at that. But I think that's the best way that we can share the best experience that our listeners could have. Yeah. I think that that would be a lot of good fun. Research. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think what did we, what did we say you and I are going to go do sometime soon? We had a couple things this week that we were going to look at, look at some new things. I don't know. Somebody tagged us on Facebook and we said, Oh, we should do that. There were a couple of things, yes. So, anyway, keep watching us on Facebook and stuff, and and we're going to be trying to catch up on... And send us requests if you, there's something you want us to go out and look at and do. I mean, we're happy to do that, especially since summer, and I got my kids running around wanting to do stuff. Like, we, uh, we vlogged um, Kids Space Museum in Pasadena, which is another potential day six... You know, it's something to add on to the day six upper valleys. Well, we were also talking about going to the Museum of Natural History. Yes, and doing that with the Science Museum because we haven't been the, we haven't been to the Museum of Natural History or talked about it since they expanded and added their new city section and right and all that good stuff. So we have a lot of stuff to go back that we've covered in the past with some new things. Pretty exciting. Uh, cool. And in, and in related news, Bear Mello is coming to town with his Copa Cabana tour. Um, Woohoo! And the co I'm kidding. Co Stop. Um, take that time out, Tom. I gotta give Nancy. I'm gonna vote for Nancy on this one. You told her to stop. What did you expect? I know. I'm one sorry. of us. I know, right? Like, like you totally set her up. Like you're like Copa Cabana tour. Then she started she singing, has. and you got angry at her. You know, I almost started know. singing. You know, she has no self control. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys know I'm the lighthearted free spirit of the crowd. Yes, that's no, true. No self control, Tom, that's like I said. All right, Tony. Sorry, sorry, Nancy. Okay, okay yeah. I was like, wow. Like you set her, totally set her up for that. I did. Okay, okay. Whoop, there it is. No, I'm just trying to see if I can get something else. <laughs> People could sing. Um, okay, SeaWorld has some stuff going on the rest of the summer that I don't think we've shared. We have SeaWorld, San Diego, SeaWorld Summer Vibes until August 14th, and that is the Gazillion Bubble Show, which will amaze your whole family with mind-blowing bubble magic, step into an interactive bubble world, be dazzled by spellbinding lasers, spectacular lighting effects, and jaw-dropping masterpieces of bubble artistry. And it was, it's been on Oprah, which was a while ago, live with Regis and Kelly, which was a while ago, Ellen DeGeneres, The Today Show, and many more. They might want to update that, but... Um, <laughs> then there's also August 6th to the, oh, and that's, um, August, July 23rd to 26th. 
July 30th and August 2nd, and then August 6th to the 14th, Fighting Gravity. And they were third out of 100,000 contestants on America's Got Talent. <laughs> so, no, that's a cool thing. look cool in the video. Anyways, they're going to be there. Also, if we haven't discussed, there is Celebrate the Wonder Fireworks. Yes, it sounds very Disney-like, but it's not. It's the SeaWorld. Celebrate the Wonder Fireworks. There's only so many words you can use. I mean... for I know. So... Those are available at, sometimes there's 850, sometimes they're 950, sometimes they're 940. You can find it on their website. But it looks like nearly every day, it's every day in July, every day in August, give or take a few. And um, check the schedule to see whether they're the 850, 950, or 940 because it depends on park closing. But there's more to do at SeaWorld at night during the summer. So if you're interested in going or you're on the fence, maybe this will push you over to... The other side, I'm trying to think of a song I could make Nancy <laughs> sing. Just don't fall off the fence while you're trying to catch yeah, the don't fall off. Yeah, don't fall off the fence. Don't do the Macarena. No, I don't Macarena. No, no. Oh, dang it. YMCA? YMCA. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Damn, I did it. Okay. <laughs> He's bound to come yeah. with something. Oh, yeah. The chat room actually wanted me songs. to do Mandy, but... Yes! Uh, I, I'm with the chat room on that one. <laughs> Midnight at the Oasis. What? Who's saying Midnight that? Midnight at the Oasis. Nice. Yeah, I don't know that one. Can this be a new segment? Barry <laughs> Manilow sings. It's like Stump the Band. Yeah. And I only mention that because Freddie Ricardo is my hero. Um, we actually wanted to oh, go to... Right. Tony, we actually were looking at the billboards last, time we, last week when we were driving down to Disneyland and we're thinking about... Actually, the Sea World going to Sea World to see some of the nighttime stuff. So maybe, maybe that's something Mary Jo and I can do. Take the girls. I should take it. I wonder if Andrew's. He's 15 now, so when I'm with him on the weekends, it's always, what do you want to do? And he's, uh, so I'm, maybe that would, I gotta try that. He says it just like that, too. No, really, that's exactly what he does. Like, he's, I don't care. So. All right. That is our extended edition. Um, that's going to do it. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening live, stick around and catch the uh, episode with Michael and Jim Corcus. Otherwise, that's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. See you in Orlando. Bye.